And now, Jalen and Jacoby. He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, doe? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. We're Jalen Jacoby. What do we do? Mike D. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to Def Jam about this. You know, we have a really important podcast for the lexicon. Every single day. You're just so sad we about not people. having to put it in one What they want. We have NBA games last night. A lot of NFL games this Sunday. We have Josh Christopher, future basketball star, will be joining us in studio. But we start with Thursday Night Football, where the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the NFL, Lamar Jackson, went absolutely off. He had five touchdowns. Jalen, what did you see from Lamar Jackson last night? He's surgical, Jacoby. His intellect has really brought us a level of an offense that we'd never seen. Okay? You're going to talk about him breaking Michael Vick's rushing yards record, and rightfully so. But what has actually allowed that to happen is how he's been dominating from the pocket. People need to put some respect on the former Heisman Trophy winning player's name. Okay? At 22 years old... He's throwing touchdowns as many as Peyton Manning. Wow. But rush yards more than Michael Vick. That's a stark comparison in itself. He's thrown five touchdown passes in three separate games. It's crazy. The entire NFL has done it four times. (laughs) He is literally shredding the league, and it's not like he's passing 35 times a game. It's 18 for 23. It's very effective. It's very efficient. It's must-see TV. Well, there was so much discussion about whether or not he should play because he had a quadriceps injury. And then when you watch the game last night, you're like, of course he should play. He is the biggest draw in the NFL. I will watch a Ravens game's over any other game. I mean, what he's doing is kind of Mahomesian. You remember last year, we were all about Mahomey, and Patrick Mahomes was throwing the ball with his left hand and throwing no-look passes. Lamar Jackson is doing that this year. I will watch a Ravens game over any other game on the NFL ticket. And you know what? We love Lamar Jackson on this show, but no one reps for Lamar Jackson better than his running back, Mark Ingram. Let's check in with Mark Ingram and Lamar in the post-game interview. Freaky L, a.k.a. Action Jackson, a.k.a. Era A Apparel. Listen, my dog, hey, Juno, hit him. Hey, crank, crank. All right, L, man, you broke Mike Vick's rushing record, man. You the AFC North champions for the second year in a row. How I feel, man? Tell me how I feel, L Freaky. Uh, I mean, it feel good, but you know, we, we got a lot of season left to play, and, and we got we got two more um, banners to hang up. And so you're telling me the story unwritten? Unwritten right now. Book unfinished. Right. Congratulations, brother, on breaking Mike's Vic record. Big trust. Big trust. <laughs> what do you think about the nickname Freaky L? I love it, and Mark Ingram, Flint Town representer. You always need guys in the locker room that can get you two touchdowns in a game. Because remember, they signed him this offseason. 
Ozzie Newsom did a terrific job of putting this team together, Facts. by the way. Facts. Must give him all of the, his flowers while he's still here. Now, when you add a guy like Mark Ingram, what he infuses is a personality in the locker room. You remember watching post-game last year, he and Alvin Kamara used to do their shtick? Yep. Well, that evaporated from Kamara. Now, all of a sudden, it's a part of the Ravens' DNA. And when you have hype men like that in the locker room, everybody now represents themselves and becomes selfless, especially when you got arguably the best kicker in the game, and he going to make a game winner and go to the podium and be like, big trust. Big trust. He's included <laughs> as well. The Ravens are not just winning. It seems like they're having more fun than anybody else in the NFL. And when it's a Thursday night game, everyone's watching. And even Tom Brady had to chime in on Lamar Jackson. Tom Brady took to Twitter, and here's what he did. He challenged Lamar Jackson. He said, me versus Lamar, 40-yard dash on natural grass, but he has to wear rollerblades. Jalen, I think I got Lamar in that. I think Lamar with rollerblades on grass will still be faster than Tom Brady. Who you got in that race? Well, for anybody that hasn't seen Tom Brady's combine video, you want to get a good laugh, just Google my brother out of Michigan. There was a reason why they looked at him and probably thought he was going to be a six-round pick as he ultimately ended up being. But I thought something different when I saw this tweet. Oh, You know what I thought? You know what I heard? It's a sound. It's a sound. And Tom Brady, the defending Super Bowl champion, has done it six times. He hears a sound. It's the Ravens coming. It it's is. the ravings are coming. It's Lamar Jackson ain't going nowhere. Let me tell you some of the teams that the Ravens have uh, the Ravens have beaten. They beat Seattle. They mm-hmm. beat the Pats. They beat mm-hmm. the Texans. They beat mm-hmm. the Rams. They beat Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like they're not playing a cupcake schedule. No. And Tom Brady has uh, experienced championship glory like no other. He knows that the Ravens are coming, and they've arrived. They have arrived well. That wasn't the only action last night. We had a big game in the Eastern Conference of the NBA between the Celtics and the Sixers. And I predicted that Joel Embiid would have a big night. And guess what? He did. 38 points, 13 rebounds, aggressive. He was doing it all. Jalen, why don't we see this Embiid every night? First and foremost, I appreciate Joel's maturity and how he handled the criticism and or the challenge that he got from Shaq. And from Charles, when you do this job for so very long, I've been covering the NBA Finals since 2002. A lot of times what ends up happening is players today can be thin-skinned. And I always say, sometimes your critics are right. That's a sign of growth when you're able to look yourself in the mirror and understand, you know what, I could be better. I can go harder. I can... uh, sacrifice, you know, some of the decisions that I make to not put me in a position to be my absolute best for myself and for my team. And if the 76ers are going to be the team that wins the Eastern Conference, it has to be because their size up front and skill with Joel Embiid is a difference maker over the team that I told you was going to be the number two seed, the Boston Celtics. Now just think about that for a second. There's a team that we know is going to be a number two seed Yet, I'm experiencing knowing that I'm believing that the Sixers are going to be at least three. Why? Because Joel Embiid's injury history. There's going to be times where he misses games. But when he brings it and he's dominant, 
especially against teams that don't have another all-star level player playing the four or five, that is a game changer for Philadelphia. That's going to be the difference against Boston. It was the difference last night, even though Cantor played well, without Al Horford still getting it done on the road. One thing I want to point out is Tobias Harris has low-key been producing for the Sixers lately. He had 23-8-7 and last night. I think that he's going to be a key to their success as they climb in the Eastern Conference. Well, Jalen, that wasn't the only game in the NBA. We had the Mavs take on the Pistons, and they did so in Mexico. And Luka Doncic addressed the crowd before the game. Let's check in with the future star of the league. Es un placer para nosotros estar aquí. Eh, muchas gracias por recibimiento y espero que disfruten eh, del juego. Y una cosa más, viva México, güey. He dropped the way at the end. He said, viva México, güey. He, he got a lot of fans. He just earned a lot of fans in Mexico and here in the United States with his Spanish. Jalen, not only did he speak Spanish, he had 41 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, and another 40-point triple-double. What did his performance show you last night? Can I say something into this microphone that most people that cover that game from last night, because you know I was watching the Detroit Pistons very yep. closely. I want to say something that nobody's going to mention about that game. Okay. There was a Curry to score 30. 30. Yeah, there was. Was it Steph Curry? Steph, was, was, it, was it Wardell Stephen Curry? Was it Steph Curry? No. 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 Which, oh, it was his Del brother. <laughs> it, it was his brother. And that was a difference maker for their squad. Yes. Yeah, Luka was dynamic with his triple-double and scoring over 40, and Porzingis went over 20. Powell did a terrific job bringing energy, but the Pistons won't win too many games with Blake Griffin scoring in single digits. And that's what took place. Uh, yeah. Andre Drummond had a big game. Derrick Rose scored 19. You need Blake Griffin to be dominant against a team like Dallas. It didn't happen. Their height and their youth gave him a lot of problems when he was trying to attack. Jalen, I almost don't want to discuss this. Because every once in a while, there's a topic that gets us so close to getting canceled. So be very careful. It is now time for the Don't Get Fired topic of the day. And now, the Don't Get Fired topic of the day. Major League Baseball is going to treat marijuana differently. They have removed it from the list of banned substances, and they will treat it essentially just like alcohol. What does that tell you about the league and where they're headed? We could have started this segment with a rip of me talking about what distinguishes Major League Baseball in American lore from the NFL and the NBA. And there's buzzwords to get thrown around almost like a dog whistle when you say America's pastime and things like that. In a sport that probably has 10% black American players participating versus the other two sports that are majority black, there are a couple of distinguishing factors that I want to acknowledge that baseball flat out does that the other sports aren't necessarily doing. Explain Number this, one, Rose. No salary cap. What a noble idea. Billionaires can buy a team, should be able to spend whatever they want. There's so many players mm. in Major League Baseball to get $100 million deals, $200 million deals. You ready for this? $300 million deals. And some of those people you can't even pick out of a lineup. No restriction out the high school. You mean Zion can go straight to the league just like Luka Doncic? 
Even though he's an American-born player? No. Fighting is okay. How many times have you seen people run out of the dugout, Jacoby? How many times have you seen batters rush the pitcher? It still happens. And nobody goes to jail for it. It's not taboo in their sport. And last but not least, no punishment for marijuana. There are jails filled right now with black and brown people. And rules have changed and changed and changed. Some states have legalized it. Some states have not legalized it. Some players get suspended for it. It's legislated out of the NBA. It's legislated out of the NFL. But yet it is welcomed by Major League Baseball. And I applaud them for this. When you watch Jalen Jacoby, you get the information first. If you are just finding out about Josh Christopher, this man joining us in studio, you'll be talking about him in two years. You'll be talking about him next year. But remember where you saw him first here on Jalen and Jacoby. Josh, thank you so much for joining the show, man. Man, thanks for having me, man. I'm just glad to be here. Yo, you call yourself the Drip Lord, okay? Jalen, let me tell you, this man tried on three different <laughs> outfits. He had to get the steamer. He had to get a brush. Like this dude took like 20 yes. minutes just to get ready yes. for the show. Tell me about why you put so much attention and care into your appearance. Man, I just been like that all my life. I just feel like <laughs> I'm more than a basketball player. So I feel like when I'm off the court, I need to step out, look good. That's just me. <laughs> so, you know, I definitely are- appreciate that. That's that's how I approach things as well. Do you yeah. see yourself as a player as you continue to progress in college and the league? To almost look at it like a red carpet opportunity, like we see with James Harden and Russell Westbrook? Absolutely. Yes, sir. As soon as I step foot in the league, (laughs) God willing, oh, yes, sir. (laughs) Absolutely. But we're going to talk about your drip for a second, okay? Because Jalen Rose famously made baggy shorts a thing for basketball players. I remember getting the triple XLs, the quadruple XLs. But you, young man, you are tucking your shorts into your undershorts. You're getting the smallest shorts possible. How do you do that to yourself? Man, honestly, I think it was like sophomore year I was in the – I was in the locker room and I couldn't roll my shorts. So they had made a rule, so I couldn't roll them at the waist. Mm. So I just rolled them right into my shorts. And I don't know. I just ran with it. It became a big old thing, and I'm, it is what it is now. Jalen, I got a chance to see Monty Bates play, um, arguably the number one player in the country this year early in the week. And I was fortunate enough to be an All-American in high school as well. What is the recruiting process like for you and how much fun is it that you get a chance to play the game you love, yet so many people appreciate your potential? Uh, honestly, it's just a blessing. You get to see the hard work you put in kind of like come shape, especially like in my position now. I'm a senior in high school now. I got to cut my list and, uh, mm. just I get to finally have my options after having all the coaches call me now. It's kind of, I get to finally choose now and, Decide, you know, it's kind of my decision now rather than the coaches picking me. Well, we got to take a look at your list, and there's one university on that list that you just have to commit to right now on this program, and that's the University of Michigan. You got Jawan Howard as your coach. You got Jalen Rose as your uncle. You could have Jawan on the text. You have Jalen on the text. You have Jimmy, Ray, and Chris on the text. How could you not right now commit to the University of Michigan? <laughs> Timing. Uh, stay tuned. 2020, hopefully, we're going to see what happens. Oh, no, it's going to happen right now. Just look right <laughs> into that camera and say, I will now commit to the University of Michigan. This is your opportunity. You are on the national stage right now, Josh. Everybody watching 2020, I'll be making my decision <laughs> <to> somewhere. <laughs> we know it's going to be the University of Michigan. We know it. We look forward to that. And listen, I just want to say something to you now, Josh. 
You're going to be a superstar. I've seen you play. You've got an all-around game. You've got everything. You've got all the tools. You're going to be an NBA superstar. Just don't graduate. When you come to ESPN, make sure you come back to Jalen and Jacoby when you blow up. Sure. You know what I mean? Make sure you come back to Jalen and Jacoby when you blow up. And I did mention your all-around game. Like, you've really got it all. The jump shot, the drives, the finishes, the defense. What are you working on now? Like, what are you trying to add to your game right now before you go to college at University of Michigan? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, going forward in my career, I think I I want to definitely expand on, you know, just like my shooting. Uh, the three ball has become like the primary shot selection mm. they're taking right now. Like it's a lot of threes going up. So if I can become a knockdown three point shooter along with all the rest of my skills and then uh, playing defense off ball and on ball, I think playing defense takes you far. So just those two things I'm working on, just being a leader as well. Jalen? I appreciate that you're a two way player, but I also appreciate that you mix your game up. And I agree, while people have fallen in love with the three-point shot, players that can play from all phases be the toughest to guard. And I talked a lot about this with Kawhi Leonard last year as he led the Raptors to the championship. So if you had to compare your game to somebody, who would you think that is? I'm going to say Kobe. Uh, I've been studying a lot of his movements. I've been working on a lot of my footwork. Uh, when you get to the league, everything's kind of limited. So I think Kobe does a good job of using, what, zero to maybe three dribbles top. So I think if I could, you know, uh, lesser, you know, my energy and just use as many dribbles as I can, that'll be great. Wow. That's really, oh, this that's is really refreshing. high standard you set for this yourself. This is refreshing. Really? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Jacoby. This is so refreshing. A young athlete understands the efficiency of getting it done in fewer dribbles. This man is mature beyond his age. That's so smart of you. Where, where did that come from? Who taught you this? Uh, my big brother, Patrick Christopher, he played uh, professional basketball. He went to Cal. He played with the Jazz for a little bit. And, uh, he's, I used to be like really crazy, just dribble, 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 dribble. <laughs> and he understands. So I think since middle school, he's always just been like, few dribbles, less dribbles, less dribbles. And we'd play one on ones after our workouts and he would tell us two, three dribbles. So senior year, I kind of just had to start making things, making sure things start clicking. So. I think that's how I've been moving now. Well, not just your brother, your pop is here with you, and he looks like he can ball too. Can your dad? Can your dad play ball too? Ah, he can shoot the three. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so while I have you here, you know I'm washed and I'm old. I'm over forty. I got kids, but I just want to ask you, someone who's you know loves the game of basketball, what sort of like what does the Fab Five mean to you? And like, what does Jalen Rose and what Chris and Jawan and Jimmy and Ray did? Like, does it still resonate with your generation? Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think too many people, uh, I think my age would look at them, but me from a, a basketball perspective and me knowing the game, that's like, that's just history. Mm. Uh, being able to respect a bunch of guys coming together and kind of revolutionize something. Black socks, uh, Nikes and just taking over everybody coming together and just starting something new. Like that was something we don't see anymore. Well, I look forward to you and your generation. Becoming the next Fab Five at the University of Michigan. Cannot wait to hear the announcement when you set up to be a Michigan Wolverine. Josh Christopher, thank you so much for coming through. Everybody watching, remember where you were introduced to Josh Christopher because you'll be saying his name for decades to come. Oh, uh-oh, Jalen got one more thing. Jalen got one more thing. And Josh, I know we do a lot of laughing and joking, but regardless of where you choose to go to school, we're going to support you, show you love. You got an open invite to come back to visit, no doubt about it.
appreciate it. Oh, Jalen's sure. going to love you no matter where you go to school, but I'm only going to love you if you go to university. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. Thank I'm you so much for coming on the show. It's time for us to give the people what they want. Sneakers are very important to Jalen and I. Jalen's living the Puma life, but I'll wear any type of sneakers. Deodoras, Pumas, Adidas, Nikes. And what's happened now is I started buying them online. And the thing about buying sneakers online is you just never really know if you're going to get 100% authentic sneakers unless you use GOAT.com. GOAT.com is the safest way to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They're the largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys, Jordans. They have over 600 thousand sneaker listings find your grail at goat.com and they made the whole process so frictionless and trustworthy they only accept sellers with the best reputations and they verify every single pair of sneakers to make sure that they have authenticity every detail is expected from the stitching to the color to the size and to the weight goat certifies that every pair of sneakers on their site matches the exact factory specifications you can buy sneakers at goat.com and you know you are going to get Real sneakers. They have over 600,000 sneaker listings. And they have 10 million users. You will not find better prices for verified 100% authentic sneakers anywhere else. Find the perfect 100% authentic sneaker at GOAT.com slash JJ. You'll be supporting our show. So if you love the show and you love sneakers like us, go to GOAT.com slash JJ. You've got to go right now before the sneakers that you want are gone. When you go to goat.com slash JJ, that is G-O-A-T.com slash JJ. We want to thank Josh Christopher for coming through, and we have some big games this weekend in the NFL. We're going to get you ready for this is a big game between the Cowboys and the Rams, two teams that need wins to get into the playoffs. Jalen Rose, the Rams have been playing pretty good lately. What do you think about this matchup? You're right. The Rams have been playing well lately, and it starts with their best players. Aaron Donald seems to be getting up the field, getting a couple of sacks, still leads the league in tackles for loss. Todd Gurley's been getting more carries out of the backfield. The key, however, for me, Dallas has the chance to do two things. One, they could possibly eliminate the Rams from the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And two, they can put themselves further in pole position against the Philadelphia Eagles because the Cowboys have a tougher remaining schedule. But if you're able to beat the Rams and then beat the Eagles, not only will you ultimately win the division, but now I think it gives you some positive momentum taking care of those two teams. So I want to bring it back to Todd Gurley a little bit because there's been so much focus on the misuse of him, especially early in the season. I mean, he had games where he only carried the ball six times early in the season. But as you see on the screen, he's had 20-plus touches in three of his last four games. We can't go back and figure out why he didn't get it before, but how important is his production for the success of the Rams? Extremely important because it creates a level of balance. Anytime you look down at the stat sheet and Jared Goff is throwing the ball 45, 50 times, that's not the kind of balance that this team was built behind. Remember, the all-pro was Todd Gurley, yep, not Jared Goff. So Good he point. has to be a bell cow. And that's what the Cowboys are going to need from Zeke, who hasn't ran for over 100 yards in five weeks. What? what? So both of those, yes, so both of those run games and who can dominate the time of possession is going to be crucial. 
That's a big game in the NFC. Two teams trying to get in the playoffs and two teams trying to get in the playoffs in the AFC face-off on Sunday as well. And that is going to be the Bills and the Steelers. Both these teams have been pretty surprising. What do you think about this Sunday night matchup in Pennsylvania? Shout for, shout to the Bills for outplaying expectations. They have a stout defense, but Josh Allen has shown that he can throw from the pocket as well as use his wheels to make plays. And in particular, scoring touchdowns that way. But I mm-hmm. want to make sure I acknowledge something else. What's that, Mr. Rose? Mike Tomlin is doing an amazing job coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Fact. Coming into this year, you would have picked Connor as a running back in fantasy. Juju Smith-Schuster as a wide receiver in fantasy. Those guys haven't had stellar seasons. They're on their not first, not second. But third string quarterback. And they're in position to make the playoffs currently at eight and five. An outstanding job. And I always talk about the top coaches in the game. Yep. If I had to do a list, it'd be like Belichick, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, and then Andy Reid. To me, those are the best coaches in the NFL in that Wow. Order. Listen to what happened. Remember Sean McVay? Everyone's talking about Sean McVay, and now he doesn't even make Jalen's list. And I love what Mike Thomas has done with these Steelers because you remember the whole fabric of this team, the the faces of this team were the Bees, Roethlisberger, Bell, Brown. They're not there. And this Sunday, they'll be without Juju Smith-Schuster. Do you think they can win without not just those players, but also without Juju? I can't pick against a Mike Tomlin coach football team. I'm mm. telling you, the Roonies did a terrific job of stabilizing an organization to the point when they struggle, unlike the Cowboys, people aren't running up to them asking them what's going to happen with the coach because they basically kept the three coaches for the last 60 years. And that level of stability in a locker room carries because now when Mike Timeless speaks, it's like E.F. Hutton. People have to listen versus a guy like Jason Garrett all they're going to do is go around him and ask Jerry Jones's opinion. So that level of stability allows you to coach a team that doesn't seem as talented as the ones that you may be going against because you now can get the most out of your players. Another surprising team in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. Mariota on the bench. Ryan Tannehill has been absolutely on fire. Some of the Tannehill numbers will baffle you. He's been playing so well. Both these teams are at 8-5, and and the winner of this game takes the lead in the AFC South. Jalen, how important is this game for the Titans? It's extremely important because Tannehill went from a guy in Miami to show some promise with his arms and with his wheels to basically being a backup, as you mentioned. And you never know when your opportunity is going to come. And so just like Jameis Winston, the Titans have to decide if he was going to be their guy moving forward. The difference is they didn't bring in a backup to push Jameis like the Titans did with Tannehill. So now all of a sudden he gets his opportunity to play and he's making the most of it. But you know what else helps a great quarterback? You know what also helps a quarterback look good? When you can turn around and put the football in the belly of Derrick Henry. Yep. Cause when he gets going downhill, it's like uh-uh. a new vert, new era version of Earl Campbell. I love watching him get into the second and third phases of the defense cause he's impossible to bring down on certain runs. 
I love watching players in the secondary try to tackle Derrick Henry. Like, you can tell they're kind of scared. They just go for the legs. They're just hanging on while getting dragged down the field. Derrick Henry has been an absolute beast this year for the Titans. And the Titans have looked really good, especially lately. They're 4-0 and at home when Ryan Tannehill is under center. I think the Titans will win. But one question about the other side of the ball. It seems like the Texans vacillate week to week between one of the best teams in the AFC and one of the worst. Why have they been so up and down this season? Just think about this. Last season, they had on their line J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney to make plays. They don't have either one of those guys anymore. They still have Merciless, who's a beast. So their defense has been inconsistent. And on the offensive side... Deshaun Watson, we know he can be dynamic. I think this is going to be a big-time Hopkins game. Telling everybody right now, 175 yards, two TDs, Hopkins goes off this weekend. Well, staying in the AFC, we have the New England Patriots against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Patriots are 10-3, and but they just don't feel like a 10-3 and team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Jalen, what do they need to do on offense against these Bengals to kind of get rolling again? Did you say the Patriots don't feel like a 10-3 and team? Let me tell you why. They don't. They don't. Because they're under investigation for recording Wait, what? other people's sidelines again. They were just now, filming a documentary, You can Mr. say Rose. whatever you want to say. You can say whatever you want to say. Filming a documentary. They, they, they got punished they got punished for Spygate. Marshall Falk told me to my face. I used to do NFL Network. He specifically said, we lined up and ran a play for the first time all season. And they was calling out the play. <laughs> He's like, did we even run this play all season? Okay. Oh, yeah. And this is one of the greats to do it, Marshall Falk. Now, I got to say one other thing. For oh, those to say... Why do you need to film the Bengals? It ain't about the Bengals. It's about the process. Okay? And so I'm not going to take away the greatness of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. They've established themselves as two of the GOATs. But we can't act like they have not been a team that have done certain things that we're not surprised when we hear it. Oh, wait. Um, We're not surprised. There's someone in my ear. There's someone in my ear. Um, we actually, I'm being told that we have footage of the camera crew that was allegedly filming the Bengals sideline. <laughs> yep, there it is, right there. Getting a really good angle of the Bengals practice right there. I don't know who that is, but seems like they're doing a great job. Seems like they're doing a really good job. Jalen Rose. They, they didn't tell the NFL. They didn't tell no. the Browns. They, 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 the, the football side has nothing man. to do with this documentary that they Come have to be filming. An advanced Come scout. Of course, filming a documentary of course they don't. About an advanced scout. The football side has nothing to do with the documentary production side. I don't know what you're talking about. They're filming a documentary called Do Your Job, and their job is to pretend to film a documentary called Do Your Job while filming the <laughs> Bengals sideline. Allegedly. Jalen, we have a huge weekend in sports. We've got boxing matches, UFC fights, basketball games, football games. There's so much to get to that we don't have time to talk about it all. So we have a segment called Keep It Moving. If you want to talk about the topic, say hit the brakes. If not, me and Method Man jump in the minivan and keep it moving. Jalen Rose, are you ready? To Kyle. First up, we have... 
two teams in the Lions division facing off. The Bears go into Green Bay to play the Packers. Hit the brakes or keep it moving. Hit the brakes. We'll hit the brakes on this. Low key, the Packers are 10 and 3, but no one really considers them a threat to go to the Super Bowl and represent the NFC. Why is everybody sleeping on these Packers? You know why? Nobody why? considering them a threat? Why? Because Aaron Rodgers isn't having that all pro kind of year at quarterback. Their defense has vastly improved. Aaron Jones has shown that he could be a terrific running back out of the backfield as well as catching. But they need Aaron Rodgers to catch fire. If he's able to do that, the conversation you just talked about will change. However, Mm. for the Bears... Mitchell Trubisky's played a lot better the last three games. He has. Is this the week that their defense plays like we discussed earlier in the year? Can Khalil Mack and those boys get healthy and actually give the Packers, in particular Aaron Rodgers, big problems this weekend? That's what I'm looking to see. Jalen, you know I'm very sensitive, and I feel for people. And I felt so bad when Mitchell Trubisky got taken out of that game four weeks ago, five weeks ago, whenever that was. I felt so bad. I wanted to cry on his behalf. And I'm so happy that he has come back and played well because I want him, and I know how much Chicago loves their Bears, I want him and their Bears to be successful. So I'll be rooting for the Bears against the Packers in Green Bay. Next, we have the 49ers against the Falcons. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. We'll hit the brakes on this one. The Falcons have been pretty disappointing, although they've played better lately, and the 49ers just continue to cruise. Will they go to 12-2 and in the Bay? They will, and you're right. This has been a disappointing season for the Falcons. The 49ers dealing with a couple of injuries on defense, but yet Jimmy Garoppolo has shown now once they added Sanders to go with Kittle that they have legitimate weapons offensively. They go to the dual back system, a shared committee almost. My guy Mozart, <laughs> Mozart. has been balling. I love you calling Mozart. It's he, the best nickname you've yeah, ever come he's up been, with. He's been playing sweet music. He's been playing <laughs> sweet music out of the backfield. And so, again, for a guy, I think, I think this is his seventh team, Jacoby. Yet, this was his first time having at least a hundred yards in a mm. game. As a rusher. So, mm. Kyle Shanahan has clearly unlocked his offensive weaponry, and I think, yes, they roll and become 12-2. and two. Blazers will face the Nuggets. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. They played last night, I correct that, and Jokic barely got 20 points. Jokic has just not been impressive this year. You know I'm off the Jokic train. He was just 7 for 14 from the floor, only had 6 assists, yet they run every possession through him. Jalen Rose, I'm off Jokic. Are you ready to also be off Jokic yet? You got to give my guy some slack. Look at that versatility out there from the oh, three please. line. Bang, bang. Doing? Don't sleep on the Joker. Shot 50% from the floor. Gave me 11 boards. Always going to get me six assists. He's the only center in the NBA that the team literally runs their offense through him. Literally. Okay? So he has different responsibilities than everybody. Joel Embiid has Ben Simmons to run offense through. Anthony Davis has LeBron James to run offense through. Now, the other guy that does fall in this category is I think about is the Greek freak because 
He's just been dynamic all season. But you're not going to win many games for when you're Portland and your backcourt, the Mama's Boys, as I affectionately call them, only combined for 28 total points. Hassan Whiteside was terrific. He had 33 and 11 by himself. Carmelo chipped in 20 against his former team. So this is a Blazers team that that's slowly accumulating some losses. They got to find a way to get a win streak going at some point if they're going to make some ground in the Western Conference. The Spurs are in trouble. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. I got to hit the brakes on this one. They didn't just lose. They lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jalen Rose, the Spurs have been bad this year. What is going on in San Antonio? They're not defending, and they don't shoot the three. Mm. They were mm. minus 30 points from the three throw from the three-point line yesterday. Minus 30. You're not going to win many NBA games like that. But props to Kevin Love. He looked like a new guy around December 15th. You know why? Because he know he can be traded. Yeah. And all of the options are on the table. Now all of a sudden he coming out and putting up big numbers. Sexton had 25. Clarkson had 20. They're trying to get those guys ready for the block. So they letting them have their opportunities. And also I saw an exchange between John Beeline and Tristan Thompson. And I just have to say this for all players out there. What's up? It's okay to be reprimanded by your coach, especially if he's right. You're yep. unhappy, Tristan, that somebody took a shot early in the shot clock. You pouted on the play. You didn't go after the offensive rebound. You didn't hustle back on defense. You got rewarded with a cherry pick dunk. But still, the coach should be disciplining you when plays like that take place. Jalen, Dana White has teased us about the future of Conor McGregor possibly fighting Khabib. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Dana White is the biggest draw in the UFC. And I'm glad that he's going to give the people what they want with Khabib and McGregor. We'll keep it moving for now. We'll keep, we keep moving. it moving. We keep it moving. Jalen. Big fight Saturday night in Madison Square Garden. Terrence Crawford's going to be Hit the brakes! We're hit the, the brakes! You know why we're hitting the brakes? Jalen Rose, I'm going to the fight. You know why I'm going to the fight? Because I am your plus one. I love being your plus one at places <laughs> like this. <laughs> so what's our strategy for fight night? I just, I'm just so happy we get a chance to see arguably the best pound for pound fighter in the game who represents mm. us softballs really well. Inside, outside, power blows. Just imagine there will be a day where Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence are in the ring at the exact same time. We're going to need to be there as well. That right there is going to be epic. But Saturday, we're going to have a great time, Jacoby. We're going to have great seats. We're going to have a great dinner. We're going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to get the people what they yeah. want. Jalen Rose, Andre Drummond almost missed a game for an insane reason. Keep it moving or hit, hit the, the brakes. He had an allergic reaction to avocado and almost missed a game. Jalen, I have a hot take. <laughs> Avocados are wildly overrated. If they're not in guacamole, you can miss me with all the avocados. Avocados, I don't want avocados on my salad. I don't want avocados in my sandwich. I don't want avocados in anything. Avocados, wildly overrated as a food. David Jacoby. What's up? I agree with you. I am what? not an avocado guy. Have never been. But I, I'm glad you did the distinction about it does taste good in guac. But I have to yes. also say something. 
What's I got to clear. I got. I got. I, I want you to clarify something. What? I go to lunch with you multiple times. Uh huh. After shows, uh-huh. I see you order a salad, and it uh-huh. does have avocado in it. Yes, it does. I'm gonna tell I see something you to you. Eat avocado almost oh. daily. I see you too, bruh. You're saying that you don't like avocado as well. You order the same salad and you eat the avocado too. So don't act like this is me. Don't act like I'm the only one who's a little bit, a little hypocritical about avocados. You are also hypocritical about avocados. Don't try to call me out. I'm calling you right back out too. Jalen Rose, it's time to talk about the Michigan men's basketball team. They lost to Illinois. I watched the whole game. It was a heartbreaker, but they have a huge game noon on Saturday against Oregon. Jalen Rose, what do you think about Jawan and the Wolverines right now? So when you start a season unranked and then you play as well as they did earlier in the year and you catapult yourself to the number four team in the country, Mm-hmm. You find yourself being in between those two worlds to really find out where your basketball team measures up. You go play at number one Louisville, you lose that game. You play a couple of Big Ten games, nobody anticipates the squad going undefeated. Now you have an Oregon squad that's ranked 10th coming to Ann Arbor. Here are a couple of things you got to make sure you pay attention to. Okay, I'll pay Must attention, take sir. care of the basketball. Yep. Must Turnovers. take care of the basketball. They go, they, they, they're athletic. They get steals. They get blocks. They get on transits. You cannot allow the ducks to be getting layups and dunks because if you do, it's going to be a long day. Also, you got to make the three point shot. Michigan's offensive attack looks a lot different when you're making your open shots and it gives room for Teske to operate down low on the post. So those are a couple of things I'm looking forward to seeing. I love the way that Teske does operate in the post. Hopefully they get a big game from him and a big win against the Ducks. Jalen Rose, we haven't talked about it all day, but it's time to talk about the Lions. They'll be hosting the Bucks in Detroit. Jalen, will you even be watching this game? I'm going to watch. Why? I'm a professional, and that's my squad. Why? Because I want to see, I want to see what happens with Jameis. Actually, because th- this is, w- while he's shown that he can, you know, have a big arm and be accurate at times, they're going to be without Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I think that uh he throws it to the other team too much. So maybe he'll do that against the Lions. I'm, I'm looking forward to the draft. That's what I'm looking forward to, the draft. The draft is all you have. If you're a Lions fan, the draft is all you have. It really does feel like every time Jameis Winston drops back, yeah. it's either going to be an interception or a touchdown. I want to thank Josh Christopher for coming through. Remember where you were introduced to Josh Christopher right here on Jalen and Jacoby. There are things that we can talk about on the podcast we can't talk about on the TV show. It is now time for the podcast exclusive. Jalen, Chanae Agumake was in for you yesterday, so I don't know if you got the news. But we didn't just lose the championship game in my rec league. We got waxed. Like, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close to close. Jalen, I had one point. I scored one point. I'd rather score zero than score one point. One point? I scored one point. Seriously? And I missed a layup. How many shots did you take? Probably five or six. It was terrible. It was terrible. No free throws? Let me tell you something about the other team, Jalen Rose. They were bigger than us. They were younger than us. They were more athletic than us. And they were better at basketball than us. It just happened. Like, we lost to a better team. 
So I got a couple of follow-up questions. Okay, go. I assume this wasn't the first time you faced this team since y'all in the league, right? No, nah, but they added some pieces. They added some pieces. They added some pieces. That's they where I was players. going. Like, so was like, what, was, team, what was the difference between different. when y'all lost to them the first time versus losing to them the second time? Well, you know what? You know I don't like to make excuses, but let me make some excuses. So we were supposed to play the game last Wednesday. But they wrote the league and were like, nah, we can't put a team together on that day. We're like, huh, that's interesting. So then they what? moved, they moved what? the game, they moved the game a full week and they had 10 people. So you're trying to tell me you could have 10 people on the 11th, but you can't get five people on the fourth. There's something fishy going on, Jalen Rose. <laughs> some tells me there's some key pieces. What kind of league is fourth. this that you can email them and you could just switch the weeks that you play a game? Hey man, I'm not. I'm not in a position of power. I'm not in a position of power in this league. I'm not the captain. I don't write the emails. I'm not involved. All I do is pay my fee and play poorly. That's what. That's that's my only job. Pay my fee, turn the ball over, miss some shots. That's what I do. I didn't like it. And you know what else I didn't like, Jalen? So they're up by 22. Right? There's 50 seconds left in the game. They call timeout. They call timeout (laughs) to rub it in. With so 50 seconds in. left in the game. So you know what we did? We called timeout right after that. Our foul. <laughs> we called, we called timeout <laughs> right after that. Right after that, we called timeout again. And my guy did foul with like two seconds left. And it, you know what? I don't support the hard foul. I, we, we talked about it afterwards. I was like, I don't support that behavior, man. I don't support that behavior. That's not how I get down. You ain't got to foul him like that. Calling the timeout was enough retribution. We didn't need to foul. God, it made me sad, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you really should playing? be sad. One place really in a playing? championship game. You really playing next I'm season? I'm going to be you guys' ringer. I can't help okay. you guys with the younger part, but I can help <laughs> no. you with the other parts. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We need you. I can't help we y'all with you. the youth. We need you. We but, definitely oh, need you. And I'm definitely going to participate. I already got the, uh, the, the, the clearance to do it. I got my orthotics and everything. Good. I'm ready Good. to do this. So, Jalen, so we why are we the doing house. a pot? Uh oh, uh oh. What are you bringing up? What are you bringing up? Go ahead. What are you doing, Darrell? Go, Darrell. No, I gotta make sure. I, I gotta make sure. I, no, it's important. I want to do it a, an important shout out. Okay. An important shout out. Okay. How many years you've been working in this industry? Twenty. Okay. When I say this person's nickname, who's been doing it? Longer than you and I combined, you should know. Who's the fly jock? No idea. Never heard of that in my whole entire life. Has a radio show. The fly jock? Since the, since the civil rights movement, he's had a radio show. Tom, Tom Joyner? Joyner. Okay. Is doing his final. D told you. It's because... <laughs> Don't be trying to help him, D. Um, the reason why I, I did that distinction is because you know how we do cultural and regional on this show? Yep. His show, respectfully, has been unapologetically black. And that's the audience it continued to cater to and not the other way around. And he always talking talked about the ability to empower the audience, but it also goes hand in hand with being able to entertain them. 
And I always appreciated that about him and his show. I've been on his show multiple times. He's a legend. Went into, I think, television syndication or radio in like 1994. That was already after doing it since the 60s. And he's doing his final show today. So on behalf of so many young people like myself, Tom Joyner, who majored in communication, radio, TV, film, appeared on your show, followed your movement, appreciated how you never caved to corporate pressures with your values, with your content, or your voice. I'm forever grateful. Society's forever grateful to have distinguished gentlemen like yourself. And I want to wish him the best as either he transa- uh, transitions into doing something else and or if he deciding to retire. Well put, Mr. Rose. The Fly Jock. To the Fly Jock, Tom Joyner. will be back on Monday. Why is that? Jalen Rose. We're not done. We're not done. We're not done.